Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. I am Dr. Pat McGuire, author of Never Assume Getting to Know Children Before Labeling Them. I am also a developmental pediatrician who has worked for over 30 years helping children, adolescents, and families learn how to get along and create the best environment to create happy, healthy, and productive adults. This podcast provides knowledge and support to help parents and professionals survive and thrive with challenging children. Each episode will look at a topic that affects how children develop, learn, and behave. Hi, Dr. Pat McGuire here. Well, I'm about a day late uh, in recording this um, this uh, podcast and blogcast, but I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about. And it came to me as I was uh, going to the grocery store today. Now, like many people, I try to limit um, my out, outside excursions uh, just because of risks of becoming infected. Um, but when I got to the grocery store, it came to me that I wanted to help people focus on what are we doing to model to our children what respect for others and civility is. And I say respect for others and civility because there's been so much talk about you know limiting our rights and uh, being forced to do things that we don't think that we should be forced to do. But a lot of that comes from more of a self-centered viewpoint of uh, I, I want to do what I want to do, which is a very young child kind of attitude, and I'm not gonna get someone mad because I said that, but it is what we hear from small children. But I want to do it. I don't like that, that's not fair. When we look at society, in order to survive, we have to have some guidelines, some rules, or else it would be chaos. When we talk about public health, there are rules we have to follow if we want to protect not only ourselves, but those around us, which include those that we care for most, being our children, our siblings and family, and the relatives and friends that we love. If we just say, I'm out for only myself, we are putting that circle at risk. Now, I all know with COVID-19, it is not just an illness that is going to kill the old. We are now hearing of people in their 30s and 40s who are getting strokes, which could make them disabled for the rest of their lives. We are hearing of young children under 14 who are getting a very um, severe infection that's multi-organ inflammation, which killed some and has a risk of killing many more. And we have people in my age group who are kind of in the middle where we have some pre-existing conditions, but we're still fairly involved in society. And what will society lose if it loses this population? Now, I went to the store already prepared to wear my mask because I see it as a way to respect the health of others 
and hope that it will help me somewhat. But I know the greatest help will be if others return the favor by wearing a mask when they go in public. So I had my mask and I decided to be a bit of a rebel and go into the store and tell people when they were helping me, congratulating people for helping me. And that's what I did. I went in and I started shopping and I got to the toilet paper aisle and there was toilet paper, including my favorite Charmin. And there was a young man, probably in his middle 20s, um, stocking the shelves and he was wearing a mask because the employer had said that they had to wear masks. Um, and I asked him to pass me you know, a package and he did with, uh, you know, what you could tell was a smile in his eyes. And so I thanked him. But then I said, I also thanked him for wearing a mask. I said, you're, you're helping me. And thank you for helping me. He then shared with me that he doesn't hear that very often, but he has had a number of customers yell at him for wearing a mask. They saw it as an infringement on their rights and a shaming of them if they weren't wearing a mask. And I told him, you're, you're showing them respect, even if they don't know how to reciprocate it. I decided to talk to a few more of the um, retail people in the stores I went around and heard similar stories of most people just not even mentioning it or being happy that they had it, but also that small pocket of people that attacked them verbally for wearing a mask, calling them sheep and weak and, you know, Democrats and, you know, all sorts of things that, you know, are, are supposed to be insults. But I told them, no, they were showing respect to me by wearing a mask because that's who is going to be protected. And I told them that I appreciated it. I also saw a young couple, they're about mid to late 20s in the store and they were enjoying each other's company and they were wearing masks. So as I passed by them, I said, I want to say thank you. And they looked at me and I said, because you're wearing a mask, which then helps me, thank you. And their eyes lit up behind their masks. Now I am one of those people that is at risk because I have different factors that affect me. The first, of course, is my age. I am 65, so I'm in that age group that's at a higher risk. I am someone with asthma and it's been acting up a little bit this last year. You know, about once a week I have to use my inhaler. Well, that puts me at risk if I got COVID-19. And then I have type two diabetes, which I'm working very hard to no longer have. And I can tell you that in the last nine years, in my effort to get rid of this disease, I have lost so far 60 pounds. And just in this year, it's 28 of those 60 pounds. But my numbers are still borderline between pre-diabetic and diabetic. So I have to keep working at it. And I need to work at it because I'm at risk. I need 
people to wear masks to help me as I work to help myself. And then unfortunately, I also still qualify for the category of obese. Now I used to be morbidly obese when I was 60 pounds heavier. Now I am obese. I have about another 50, 60 pounds before I won't be, well, no, 50, 60 pounds to get with the top end of average. So probably another 30 or 40 to get into overweight but not obese. And I'm working on it. But I need the help of my community to not cut my life short because of COVID-19. Now, how does, this, how does this affect kids? We are models to our children on how to handle situations, how to interact with others. And all children need good models. Children that have challenges need them even more. So by showing them that you put a mask on to help your community stay healthy, it shows them that the community is important because it's, we're part of it. By following the guidelines and keeping your social distance in stores and other places, it shows that you respect the, the knowledge of the medical and scientific community that have worked hard to understand this virus as well as all the other infections that have gone through in the last several centuries. Some people talk about herd immunity and how we just need to get herd immunity. Well, one thing you can think about is by wearing masks, we decrease the risk of anyone getting COVID-19. That in itself is herd immunity. Another way to get herd immunity is get enough people that get the infection. But we already know that the economic and personal toll of that would be hundreds and thousands of people and maybe millions of people having to die to get that type of immunity. And every new baby that's born is at risk because they may come across someone who still gets the infection or is a carrier. And then of course there are vaccines. That has created a herd immunity for many diseases that before were very devastating to us. Smallpox, measles, mumps, even tetanus and whooping cough. I'm sure you've seen commercials about whooping cough and how they, they are asking adults, especially grandparents, to make sure that they're up to date on their whooping cough um, vaccine, so the pertussis vaccine, so that small infants who have not received the vaccine yet don't get the illness because it can kill them. Is that an infringement on your civil liberties to get a vaccine so you can save the lives of babies? I hope not. I hope it's a sign that you are part of a society that you say that part of this liberty is the responsibility of making sure that I also care for others. But our children need these models. They don't need models of people with AK-47s 
swearing at and threatening people because they're wearing masks. But they're seeing it in social media, seeing health care providers that are having to face off against people who say it's against their civil liberties to have to wear a mask to keep infections down. This is a model for kids, but what is the model telling them? It isn't telling them that we're in this together. It's telling them that the loudest yeller and the biggest weapon wins. Is that liberty or is that tyranny? What's the model that we're showing children? Because as I've said before, children are born wanting to be loved, accepted, and respected. And the rest we have to teach them by modeling how to reciprocate love, acceptance, and respect. What we're seeing in the media is none of that right now. Well, there is some, but the, the one that goes most viral are the ones that are very uh, antagonistic. So let's, let's turn the chapter, let's turn the page to a new chapter and show them what love, acceptance, and respect is so that they can reciprocate it. Until next time, stay healthy and stay safe.